Hi, Scout. Hi, Bear. Welcome back to I Will Think of It Later. Thanks, <laughs> Procrastinator. So we're going to be doing something less structured, more fun, just because we are tired and <laughs> didn't want to plan this week's episode. So today we're going to be talking about just wherever the conversation takes us, we're going to be talking about books. Boom, boom. Yes. Um, Bear and I are readers. Yes, very smart, intellectual people who read only autobiographies and <laughs> and fiction. <laughs> yeah, just kidding. We're actually like pretty big fiction readers. So we're just going to be talking. Do you want to start with like what you were doing earlier today that was related to books? Oh, yeah. Okay, so today I was on Clement Street to skip brunch, but then... I passed by Green Apple Bookstore, and you just always have to walk in there. They just rope you in with the books outside. <laughs> yeah. And you just, like, look really like, cheap ooh. outside. Yeah. yeah. And then you're just like, ooh. And then you have to go in. And then right when you walk in, they have bestseller books. And they're all so colorful and pretty. So I have to stop and look at them. And every time I walk in there, I just always want to buy something. Even though I know I probably – it's like the library. Like, I always check out books, but never actually read them. <laughs> but I bought two books today. So one of the books, I was debating between three books, actually. One of them was Amy Tan. She's actually one of my favorite authors because of her writing style. And really find it cool that she's from SF. And she's Amy Tan is Joy Luck Club, right? Yeah. So yeah, Joy Luck Club is actually one of like my favorite books, I think. So I wanted to read more of her selection. So I picked this one called The Kitchen God's Wife. Have you heard of that one, Scout? Mm-hmm. Okay, well... Um, I think her books, or she was most active in the late 90s mm. or early 80s, or late 80s, actually. But then, so then I was like, oh, I don't know if I want to read an older book. <laughs> I wanted something more modern, right? Or like written more recently. Is it like a different genre? Or is it still like kind of fiction? Because Joel Club doesn't, yeah. I feel like it aged really well. Yeah, it is fiction. Um, but I think it's based, I think everything is just kind of based on her life. She, like, writes uh, a lot of books about mater, like, mother-daughter struggles, because I feel like she had a lot of mom problems, mom conflicts. Got it, got it, got it. Yeah, so, and I feel like I relate to that, because I'm Chinese, number one, and I have <laughs> a mom, <laughs> From and I fight with my mom. <laughs> yeah, exactly, so. Yeah, yeah. and, yeah, and because she's, like, a writer, mm-hmm. and I've never seen, like, there's not a lot of Asian-American writers, and so for her to write, like, the Asian-American female experience so well, I'm like, wow. Yeah. So I really Did you know it. that um, in my alter life, alternative life, my alter ego, I don't know what I'm saying, but <laughs> someone who's not me, who I wish was me, what, would be a journalist. That's, like, that was, like, yeah. I always get that vibe from you because I know you really like literature and reading. So really? I feel like, I, I, yeah, I remember in the beginning of college, you wanted to minor in English. Yeah, that's right. I did. Wow, yeah. That's so crazy. <laughs> I know, but I could always sense like, oh, that, that like writing, like reading literature is like a passion of yours. Mm. I really admire that. Okay, three books. So one of them was Amy Tan's book and I ended up not buying that book. Mm. And then the other two I've actually bought were... My, as soon as I walked in, I saw this one that caught my attention. It's called Homecoming by Ya. Okay, I'm just not going to say it. <laughs> it's pretty popular. Uh, people yeah. who like have been in the bookstore probably recognize the cover. 
Yes, I think it's pretty recent too, but I like it because it just really appealed to me. It's kind mm-hmm. of, it's about like these two half sisters from Ghana who um, they both got separated and then the story follows both of their families or both, mm-hmm. yeah, both sisters on their path through eight generations. And so mm-hmm. you kind of wow. see like how different paths went. Yeah, I, I don't know. I found that really interesting. Of, um, yeah, Pachinko. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot. Of, I think I really like those kind of, epic kind of tales where mm. it follows multiple generations and then my last one is tales of the city so oh, it looks really pretty yeah it looks like it's easy to read if it's short <laughs> and it's like divided into sections perfect it's like bedtime, yeah. bedtime story a bedtime book mm. you like read a story yeah. and go through. <laughs> let's jump into this question really quickly so what do you think is your genre like what kind of books do you gravitate towards historical fiction or like like it's definitely the category is YA but I don't I think YA has this negative connotation where it's like really trashy writing and I can't stand bad writing so it has to be good writing but with YA tropes so like action adventure dystopian that type of vibe yeah me too I think we have similar uh book tastes so that's why we talk a lot about books I, I, I would also say historical fiction too. That, those are like some of my favorite books. And then YA yeah. definitely. You mentioned like a lot of themes, but my favorite part of YA is the romance, always. <laughs> <laughs> and and then uh, lastly, I really like books by Asian people. So I always like look at the author's name and then see if they're Asian. And if it is, then I'll always like make sure to read what it's about. Mm, yeah. Cool. I think I'm the opposite. I think I, well, not the opposite. I don't, I'm not particularly gravitate. I don't particularly gravitate towards Asian authors. I think I gravitate towards like experiences that I don't understand or like I don't really know, like books about like Midwestern populations or something. <laughs> <laughs> like if I'm going to do historical fiction, like that's an interesting category for me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now today I realized, yeah, as you're saying that, in the past I'd be like, oh, me too. But actually today in the bookstore, I was reading the back of some of the books and it was different people's experiences. I just like couldn't relate. So I was like, all right, next. <laughs> Throw it back in the shelf. No, yeah. yeah, for real. Um, Before we talk about like content of books too, I also want to talk about the experience of being in a bookstore. Don't you love it? I could be I there forever. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, sometimes it's not even productive like you're just scrolling it's like aimless but it feels like an adventure like you feel like there's so much that you yeah. could get yeah it's I so always exciting. I'm always so motivated to read in a bookstore and as soon as I step out and I have these books I'm pretty sure I'll never like read the books that I bought I think you'll at least crack them open yeah probably for the homecoming I feel like you'll finish it because you seem like yeah. you're interested in it yeah and it seems yeah. historical fiction I think I'm not sure this kind of book it sounds like we it. actually um these kind of books I I'm pretty sure it's like uh like autobiography or short stories of people's lives. And I actually I actually do mm. really like autobiographies. That's another thing that I do gravitate towards. But some mm. if they're trashy or not trashy, but if they're not if it's just like a celebrity who got a book deal but like it's not interesting, then it's not it's not my favorite, Same. you know. It has to have some substance. Yeah, I agree. And humor. Um, yeah, I really like funny books. Like, good jokes. Yeah. yeah. Back to walking into the bookstore. It's weird because you know yeah. how in English class in high school, you're forced to read some books. And some of the books we, we were forced to read were weird as... <laughs> like, no. Yeah. No. So I read a lot of like... Mm-hmm. Well, I had an English teacher who loved Kurt Vonnegut. I don't know if you've heard of this author. But he's wacko. Yeah. And like those yeah. books just did not make sense. So... Yeah, they're like on the on like that absurd category. Yeah, like kind of time warpy, 
and very metaphorical but like you have to be really smart to understand and I wasn't so I was just confused but yeah I think like cat's cradle yeah that's the thing I was thinking about yeah um but like as you're walking to the book through the bookstore like you see those books and you're like oh my god I hated that book but when you're there and you're looking (laughs) at these books it's like oh my god what can be in these books they can either be like really like weird like Kurt Vonnegut which I regret reading to be honest or it could yeah. be like, oh my god, I love it, like Percy Jackson, you know? <laughs> yeah, so you don't that's know. true. That's why I feel very like burdened by the options. I'm like, I have to choose correctly, otherwise I'm gonna buy a book that I hate. <laughs> mm-hmm. I think I'm the also the type of person who judges a book by its cover. Definitely. I, I mean, I don't, I won't buy a book just so it like decorates my bookshelf. Like, I have to be interested in it too, but. If I like was interested in the summary and the cover was bad, I might put put it back. No, because like if you like the cover, that that's what makes you want to read the summary in the back. So it's very important, yeah. especially if the artwork is nice, the color scheme. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I definitely read books because of the cover. Um, like what do you? Yeah, have you heard of Dante and Aristotle? Uh, isn't like a like a parody book i don't know if it's a parody book i think it's okay just look it up right now it's, it's the prettiest cover i've ever seen oh, yeah so i picked it up just because of that and i actually read it and it's about yeah. a gay couple and that's all i remember but uh-huh. <laughs> yeah that's not usually like the genre i gravitate towards mm-hmm. but i like i'm glad i read it and i read it just because of the cover mm. to be honest that's why mm-hmm. yeah that is a good cover. I think all the stars you cannot see has like a similar mm-hmm. vibe. Uh, all the lights you cannot see. Oh, okay, yeah. Today, no, today when I was walking in the bookstore, a lot of books kind of copy that that vibe that all the light we cannot see. Oh, yeah. Man, yeah. So it like catches my attention, but then I feel like, oh my god, maybe they're just like, you know, they're really just copying to give people that vibe to gravitate towards their book. No, nothing yeah, is yeah. as good as that book. <laughs> so. We've kind of been hinting at the topic, but what are your favorite books? Like, if you could have top three. Okay. This is separate, right? Well, we're going to talk about books that will always be in our heart, and then books that uh, that are our all-time favorites. Can you say no, that? Because, like, books that are always in our heart is, like, childhood books. No, no, it's, like, childhood them. books. So mm-hmm. if I say Percy Jackson, people are like, I'm an idiot. <laughs> but then, like, you have, like, mature books. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, how about we say books will always be in our heart and then books we would recommend to a friend. Okay, because it's hard to say favorite books, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> what are three books that you would recommend to a friend? Because I don't want to say favorite books because it's hard to say your favorite. There's like different kinds of favorite, you know? Mm. Um, but yeah, I yeah, want to ask yeah. like which three would you recommend? Okay, so off the top of my head, um, all the light you cannot see we've talked about it I recommended to a friend before <laughs> that's on my have you too yeah, yeah I love that book. book so like all the light you cannot see is really good fiction really good writing really good conclusion I think another fiction book I would recommend that's more like light-hearted um, is A Man Called Ove really mm-hmm. good book I recommend that too how about you what's your um, second book okay uh I that all the only one I wrote down was all the light we cannot see so I really love that book too, because I thought it was just so creative um you're just reading it yeah. and it's like two different people 
who lived through the same war but from different perspectives and then they cross paths and then it yeah like so and then times. it cancels yeah. them like 80 years later and then they're the way they are today because of what happened in the past and so I think that relates to the title like there's yeah. so much that happened that's all the light that we cannot see so like wow when I like realized that mm-hmm. I was like wow that's really crazy it's really like touching <laughs> yeah that's good. um okay I'll recommend a YA book that I really liked I would say the legend series was one of my favorites that's one of my top YA series yeah. that I liked just because I think the writing was really well written mm-hmm. the characters were, were good and the plot was okay it was it was better than other plots but I just liked it because it was an Asian author you know me <laughs> yeah 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 gotcha Mary Lou Suzanne. <laughs> so close oh. Suzanne is Hunger Games <laughs> yeah Hunger Games correct that's funny uh, okay my third one oh, this is I, know. So I can't even remember which books I've read to be honest <laughs> okay. I think my third one I'll go like more serious and I'll say How to Kill mm. a Mockingbird because that's probably my, one of my all-time favorite books wow, why? ever, ever. It was, like, the first book that made me realize how complex writing worked. Like, I think Harper Lee does a really great job at depicting the innocence of Scout, who, who I am named after. Um, she does such a great job at painting who Scout is and the confusion that surrounds young adulthood. And it, I remember thinking oh this is like old writings so I'm gonna hate this book because it's one of those books that teachers assign you in class and I was assigned this book in class to read it but I still loved it so I think it kind of like sparked my interest in more complicated literature and I mean I'm definitely not like a literature fiend like I'm not gonna major in literature even though I briefly thought about majoring in English I think it's a little different but yeah, it made me realize, wow, some of the older stuff is pretty good. Some of the classics, like, are pretty mm. good. Yeah, I want to try reading that. I think I have the same impression as you. Like, it sounds like an old book. I'm probably not going to like it. But I do, I want I want to try. I feel like there's value in reading classic books. Okay, so that's your third book, right? Third book? What, what are your three again? Yeah. All those that you cannot see. The Man Called Ove. How to Kill a Mockery. Okay. That's a good list. Actually, I'll go with another autobiography. I really like Trevor Noah's book because, yeah, I just that one I just read willingly. So like I started for a little bit and then I kept continuing. And, it, and actually, that's the book that sparked my interest in more autobiographies because Trevor's life is just really interesting and he tells it in such a funny way. But then underneath the yeah. comedy, it's also very serious issues. Like he talks about um, yeah. domestic violence and it made me realize like it's very, it's kind of invisible. And then you don't even realize that you're in that like violent relationship until like afterwards or like, when you're not in the relationship. Mm-hmm. But like to, or like when yeah, you're but like to a reader yeah. like me, it's so obvious. But, and he describes his mom as such a strong woman that it's like, how could this be happening yeah. to her? So that like, that mm-hmm. kind of what is it when you like put it together it was really crazy for me to think about that like domestic violence can happen yeah. to anyone even like his mom who's so strong yeah. you know 
That's a really good one to put on. Yeah. Top three. So let me say again. Okay, so those are the three books we'd recommend. All, all the Light We yeah. Cannot See. Actually, I wouldn't say Legend. That's not like a top. That's just like a wide recommendation and then trevor noah's book okay and i read some other oh yeah joy luck club i think that's one of my favorites okay i'll put that one up there um that's a good yeah. one yeah okay great those are our top yeah. three so if you you definitely have to read all the light you cannot see if you're listening yeah we both recommend and we have <laughs> so <laughs> besides books that we would recommend to like people i think when you're recommending it to someone whatever you recommend says yeah. something about you so there's like some self-consciousness about what you're gonna yeah. say but how about books that will always be in your heart just books that can be bad but you just read them at like a really important time and you will still love them and stand by them <laughs> even if you know that they're garbage <laughs> yeah books that you will always stand by and have a special place okay so number one always number one always is percy jackson <laughs> number one always for everyone listening out there her password is Persebeth. <laughs> Basically everything <laughs> that is your privacy, privacy breach. Um, but yeah, it's P-E-R-C-I-B-E-T-H. <laughs> it's true. It's because I read it right in the beginning of middle school. And that was mm. my first YA book that I ever read. And the first book that I ever picked up by myself. Um, that I bought by myself. You know, like your school... Was it like at those book clubs? No, I bought it in Costco. I bought it in Costco. It was a five dollar book, and I I think that's definitely another book that I gravitated oh, towards. Cheap. Gravitated towards because of the cover, because mm. it's just so pretty. It's like a green, and then there's Percy standing there with his sword. Mm. Yeah, and the name is yeah. just really appealing to yeah. Lightning Thief. Like, oh okay. And then I remember going yeah. home. It was raining outside. I was like sleeping on my bed, and I was reading it, and I was like, oh my god, he's the son of Poseidon. <laughs> like I remember every detail. <laughs> And afterwards, I just had to go mm-hmm. back and keep buying more and more and more. So that was the first book that really just, mm-hmm. like, sucked me into the world of reading. And then I feel like I, I made a lot of friends in middle school because of this book. Because all my friends all, like, mm-hmm. book nerds, and we all like YA books, and we, we talk about it. And then in middle school, that was when mm-hmm. The Lost Hero, those series, were, were starting to come out. The continuing series, The Lo- Heroes of Olympus. That came out when I was in middle school, mm-hmm. and that was, like, the generation when Y books were really popping. So I remember, like, waiting every yeah. year for that book to come out. And it was just, like, watching a series, but you were waiting, like, a whole year. So you, you read one book, and then it's, like, at the end, mm-hmm. and then they leave you on a cliffhanger, and you're waiting for the next year to come out. That was good times. But, yeah, yeah that's so, yeah. The, Percy Jackson is one of the books that will always stay in my heart. So... I didn't buy a lot of books growing up. Like, my mom would drop me off at the bookstore and just leave me there and make me read. So it was, like, free daycare. <laughs> um, and so I didn't get to buy a lot of the books, but I would obviously, like, gravitate towards, like, the more popular stuff. So I don't really remember the names, but there is one book that I bought that, like, I've read it multiple times. And I don't know if people know this book, but it's by Andrew Clements, and it's called Frindle. <laughs> I don't know Frindle. <laughs> Frindle? How do you spell that? So Frindle, F-R-I-N-D-L-E. Frindle is a book about making up a word. It's a great <laughs> book. Honestly, I love this book. And I think I reread it two summers ago or something like that because I stumbled upon it. And the cover is really eye-catching, don't you think? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> like this. <laughs> It's definitely something you would see in, like, an elementary school teacher's <laughs> bookshelf. Um, and that was 
that was that is definitely one of the books that will forever be in my heart because I just remember thinking it was so creative and I can give you a little more background it's about this boy I forget why but he never wants to be what everyone else wants to be so like the book opens up with him trying to get all C's like grade like CCCC but then he gets like one B or something and he's like damn it why didn't I get a C um and in an act of rebellion he names regular ballpoint pens frindles like just a regular ballpoint pen frindles and his whole school all of his teachers basically and even like his parents and like the parents of the school it becomes a big deal for all of them they're like why is this kid calling this pen frindle and he's wrong basically it's about like defying social norms almost and you just watch him navigate this journey and it's amazing it's like so empowering as a kid you're like yeah that's a frindle but I don't think it really caught on <laughs> obviously if you don't know about it then yeah so but that was one of my favorite mm, books that's heart. a good one frindle I think we're talking a lot about kid books because yeah I feel like our love for reading really begins from childhood and there's no other time to really just enjoy those kind of books like once that period is gone you just won't like it as much so that's why like it's important to just read as much as possible now because if I don't I I used to be embarrassed about reading YA books but then I realized like if I don't read it now then I can never read it and enjoy it the same way again so there's now there's no shame so my second book is Catcher in the Rye. I hated this book when I first read it because I read it on my own. This is also another book that I read because of the title. Or not the title, but the cover. The cover. Yeah. So I found it in the library when I was just wandering around there one day. And I read it mm-hmm. and I thought it was the boringest book I've ever read. Because <laughs> it was a straight, it was like a flat line. He, he did nothing except walk around, you know? <laughs> and then... Um, yeah, but then I read it again in my English class, and then she helped us, like, analyze it, and then afterwards, I was like, wow, it makes a lot of sense now, and then later mm-hmm. on, if you read, you have to read this book, it's definitely the kind of book that you have to read at a certain time, and at different stages of your life, this book hits differently, so mm-hmm. that's why it's, I don't know, it's just a very interesting book to me, that it would be so different at, like, a different age point. Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. I didn't like that book, but I haven't read it again since. So. You have to you have to read it when you're at like a like a midlife crisis. <laughs> I'm gonna just hop on right now. Yeah, <laughs> <a> good time. <laughs> no, definitely, because I think the I, I this is how I understand this theme. He's like very, I don't think he's depressed, but he's just questioning life, and mm-hmm. he's at that point where he's transitioning from a kid to an adult, and he's just wondering what the point of life is. Yeah. And then he sees his sister who is a child and she's like innocent and she wants he wants to be there to catch them from falling into from being corrupted by adulthood. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like since I'm like coming out of college, like if I think about that theme and think back to that book, I'm like, wow, mm-hmm. that's that's such an interesting theme. Like yeah. what, what an interesting phrase, catcher in the rye. Like what does that even mean? And then you read the book and you get it, and that's so magical. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's one of C's favorite books, too. Mm, I can see that. Um, I'm looking at old books. Do you remember these? The books like Ruby the Red Fairy? Yes, the, the, the Rainbow Fairy. Yes. Yeah, I love those books. I remember I used to love those books. Yeah, those are... Or- 
I used to buy those from the, the Scholastic category. Yeah, yeah. They were so skinny. Those weren't even books, man. Those were like little magazines. <laughs> <laughs> they tricked us. And then do you remember um, Wayside Sideways School? Oh, my God. That's the book I was thinking of, but I couldn't find the name. Really? Wait. That's a great series. I read all of those as well. That I remember my teacher. Uh, that during book time mm-hmm. and I that was my favorite book really that was a really yeah. good series I, agree. I think I liked it so much I stole it from the classroom <laughs> <laughs> wow okay <laughs> wait did I tell you one time I I really like magic school bus too mm-hmm. and they used to make these VCRs that they have in the library mm-hmm. and I remember one time I I wanted to keep it mm-hmm. so then I I kept the DVD it was a VCR. I kept oh, a VCR and ins- inserted my own piece, like one of my dad's old <laughs> Chinese dramas. <laughs> I inserted it into the VCR cover and returned it like that. And then, like two months later, I didn't go to the library until then. They like I tried to check out books, but they denied my access. <laughs> so then I had to go to the front desk, and they were like, "Like you gave us back the wrong stuff." <laughs> and I had to pretend like, "Oh, that was an accident," but it wasn't. <laughs> Ah, uh, that was embarrassing, but that's how much I loved it. <laughs> I remember when you told us the first story about you putting back a DVD. I remember I made a joke that you put back a Shenyang DVD back. <laughs> <laughs> Probably, man. It was some. I just like shoved whatever in there. <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> so funny. <laughs> I really can't. I got caught. For it, but I refuse to give up. Okay, wait, that's your one. That's your second one. What's my second one? The Wayside Stories? The Rainbow Fairies. I mean, slash, right? The Rainbow Fairies slash the Wayside School? Probably not, but sure. <laughs> okay, I'll give my I'll give my last one. So I could catch in the ride, Percy Jackson, and my, I think my last one would be Road Doll Books. I didn't read very much Road Doll growing up, actually. Really? Yeah. He's like he's like an author that I just try, I just knew he had good books mm. so I read Matilda and I read James the Giant Peach mm. and BGF mm-hmm. big friend no BFG and then afterwards I just any book that I saw with his, his name on it I, I knew it was gonna mm. be good that's yeah. the kind of trust I don't have <laughs> good thing. Rodol. Do you, did you read kind of Tuck book? Everlasting hmm? <gasps> wait that that really rings a bell for me that was such a good book that was also an amazing book or The Giver? Oh, I was going to talk about The Giver. The Giver is one that I read for school that is, like, my favorite. Mm-hmm. The Giver is really good. Talk Everlasting is also really good. What is it about again? It's about a fountain of youth. This mm. family that lives forever. Right. And right. the frog gets some of it. Wow, that just rings so many bells in my head. <laughs> it, was a, it was an amazing, amazing book. I'm mm-hmm. going to read it again. Maybe I like don't have good memory. But it was amazing when I read it the first time or the second time. <laughs> I can't find this book. Oh, do you remember Cam Jansen? Click. Yes, yes, it is. Dude, I thought it was so crazy that she um, had that ability. I didn't know it was real. Me too. It is. Me too. I thought yeah. it was fake. And then my sister told me it was real. And I was like, you're lying. Stop playing <laughs> with me. I know. But I really like that. Um, a lot of these YA books, the children's book, I really like, especially Percy Jackson. I like how they turn um, like 
things people would consider disorders like ADHD and dyslexia and then her photo what is it called when she has a photographic memory Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's a disorder but it's just like not normal but they turn it into like a superpower Mm -hmm. yeah yeah very empowering for kids I remember I read Charlotte's Web and I fell asleep (laughs) that book was so boring to me I was like I don't get it there's a pig and he's on a farm there's a spider and I don't get it (laughs) I I never read that book I cannot find my book it was this terrible book about oh wait I feel like her name is Maddie Uh, okay while you're looking I have one more yeah go ahead uh the giving tree really just yeah that really just touched my heart I feel like it's a good lesson to just anyone Mm -hmm. like you can read it as an adult and just love it yeah Yeah. that was a good book I'm just surprised that makes sense some shells silver seem to sprinkle them in there um red queen Mm. yeah I okay the series isn't that good but the first book just it's like the most creative or at the time, it was the most creative wire book that I've ever read mm-hmm. because it's like fan. It's about it's fantasy, but it has that like YA trope where the girl falls in love with the prince. Mm-hmm. Poor girl falls in love with the prince, but then there's two princes. That's the, bum, that's bum, the tea. Bum. And then I'll just do the spoilers. So she falls in love with the second prince, even though originally she she was in love with the first prince. Mm-hmm. And then in the middle of the book, they do a plot twist that I was not expecting, and then that just through my mind it was cal and Ma- mateo what's his name <laughs> it was cal and crap <laughs> I said it was maven sorry maven I maven, know maven that's right maven yeah good stuff oh okay i'm looking at the team books too and have you ever read it's kind of a funny story Mm-mm. i think if you see it you recognize it it's um, kind of a funny story yeah, it's crazy because this book is the most realistic. I've book never read that this I've book. Read. <laughs> but it's about this guy who had psychiatric problems, so he's put it into a psychiatric ward. Yeah. Yeah. That's it? <laughs> yeah, but I just. Well, at the time, it's kind of like that idea of reading books that are not your experience. Mm. Like, I, that was the first time being exposed to that kind of environment, so it was mm. crazy for me. I would also have to say Harry Potter. Mm. I didn't read Harry Potter until very recently. Yeah. But when the author wrote it, it was supposed to be for everyone. Oh, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. But I think maybe if you read it when it first came out, when there wasn't any, like, a lot of hype around it, I think you would have really liked it. Mm-hmm. But because it's you know, just opinion about it is, like, kind of other people's opinions and, like, the hype, it kind of, like, skews your opinion mm-hmm. about the book, right? Yeah. Just about anything. And I also, I'd watched the movies like already, so I def- I feel like... It's not as much of a surprise, you know. I wonder what kind of books will be popular when I'm getting books for my kids, you know. Yeah, I I don't know to be honest. I feel like YA books and that whole YA trend was really just our I think our so generation, too, which scares yeah, me because I don't see a lot of like divergent like fads anymore or yeah. like Hunger Games. Yeah, people are like bored of that. Did you read um the A through Z mysteries or Geronimo Stilton? I love Geronimo Stilton. He was so good, Geronimo Stilton. I love the fonts that they used. It was so good. Yeah, me too. And then just the colors, the drawings, the, art, the illustrations made it good. Yeah. Uh, Diary of the Wimpy Kid. Did yeah. you read those? Yeah, I did. 
Those were. I didn't like them. <laughs> I, oh, I read a lot of Sarah. I read Judy Bloom. I read Judy Bloom too. I really like that one. Yeah, it's good. I, I another author that I trust, but I just am too lazy to read sometimes is John Green. I think he writes really interesting slice of life kind of stories. Yeah, I read Looking for Alaska, which is like Anne's favorite books. Yeah, and Fault in Our Stars. stars. Yeah, yeah. Looking for Alaska, Fallen a Star, and there's another one that he's really famous for too. Like maps or something, right? Yeah, but I didn't read it. Me neither. I, didn't read that one. I think I only read the Fallen Our Star. So yeah. I guess I don't really trust his. Re- oh, I know it's good, but I just didn't read it. Yeah. Um, I read Sarah Dessen as well. That was like, mm. that's like not as much YA, mostly just like romance, but like coming of yeah. age romance. Like mm-hmm. my favorite one I remember it was Just Listen, and it's like um about like sexual assault wow yeah i think i read 2018 okay i always see her books but no i think it's the cover it just doesn't really attract me yeah the covers are not good they look like (laughs) like generic background filler pictures yeah (laughs) like what the heck who's like is that (laughs) yeah yeah but at least she has like a style like i do appreciate like you know, you know her name's gonna be at the top in white, and then like some sketchy ass pictures gonna be there. Yeah, it's when you can recognize. Color. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love it. So this is the end of part one. Tune in next week for part two of our favorite books. Hey, procrastinators! This is Bear, and this is Scout. And today we are talking about sports. So, Scout, did you watch the game this weekend? I did watch the game this weekend. (laughs) Yes, okay. So, for context, we go to a university that made it into the top final four of the country. Woo! (laughs) And that was, like, totally unexpected. Mm -hmm. I've never bandwagoned so hard because (laughs) usually I'm not into sports, but, like, this was big, right? Yeah, it was like a huge deal, and maybe also because like we're in the midst of a pandemic. I feel like this was what people needed to take their minds off of online learning, and you know, another year of being stuck at home. So it was nice to like get excited about something. Yeah, exactly. But on the flip side of that is that like if they had won and made it to the championships, and we weren't there because everything's online, I would have been so mad. Yeah, that's true. That's so true. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, for real. That far because I didn't think we were going to make it that far. <laughs> Me either. I, no one thought it because, okay, I only knew it was March Madness because I follow Barack Obama on Twitter. <laughs> and, I, and I saw that he, like, showed his, his pics for his rankings and yeah. I was like, oh, okay, March Madness. I think, like, every year he notifies me that it's March Madness. <laughs> but our college... Um, I think people can guess. Yeah, okay. Should we just say? Yeah, yeah I think it's fine. Okay. Okay, so yeah, we go to UCLA and I just, honestly, I didn't know, like, you have to be, like, best 64 in the country so it's not like every college team makes it, huh? Yeah. So yeah. I'm also, like, not a sports connoisseur at all and like mm-hmm. I was not really watching March Madness until I heard we made the Elite Eight because I knew that was a big deal um but my boyfriend basically explained to me that there are like different college basketball leagues across the nation like UCLA is part of Pac-12 and there's like 
other ones, like ones in the Midwest, like ones that only certain states are a part of. And then like a committee decides who 16 teams that get to be in March Madness. So like, I was like really confused because like, isn't it, shouldn't it be like objective on some level? And he's like, it's pretty objective because no one disagrees with the committee, the committee's picks. But yeah, I don't know. It just seems like really convoluted how people get into the yeah team but i know ucla was in there and you see santa barbara this year as well wow i think those were the big i don't i don't i don't remember any of the other pac-12 schools but that was pretty cool yeah also just a disclaimer like this podcast and this episode today is coming from a non-sports fan perspective (laughs) like me and scout have no experience in basketball um but yeah we just played basketball in middle school no, you did it. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I, I didn't feel... know that. Well, then why did you know more? Okay, but you know, like, the shot names? Like, whatever, like, a layup and, like, a... Yeah, I know what a layup is. <laughs> okay, I knew nothing of that. I was like, okay, yeah. I, I just know if they make the basket. Like, I feel like watching basketball is, like, a really obvious sport to follow because you just, mm. like, you don't have to know anything. If they make it in the, the hole, then, you know, they win. In the hole, <laughs> in the in the basket, you know. Yeah. But um, yeah, I don't know anything about basketball either, and so I learned I learned all of that from my friend Jessica, who's played basketball all her life, and so yeah, she was explaining all of that to me, and I'm still kind of confused, and especially because like um, apparently UCLA was like 11 seed or whatever that that means. What does yeah. that mean? Do you know? It means like we're. I believe it means that we're 11th in our, um, like, in the Pac-12 division. So, like, in our league, we're, like, 11th. Yeah. <laughs> Here, let me go. So that means we suck, right? <laughs> yeah. We were, I, I think, like, the idea is, like, we were not supposed to make it this far. Oh, okay. Yeah. Because in my head, I was like, okay, out of the country, we're 11th. No. I and then think- I saw there were multiple teams that were first. I was like, what, yeah. what does that mean? Yeah. Yeah, you let me know what that means. And I know that this weekend, um, or this past week, um, Stanford also took, Stanford Women's took the championship. Yeah, no, my friend, my friend, Jessica, like, was watching, she was following women's basketball more closely than men's basketball, Mm -hmm. and she was, like, rooting for Stanford because her sister is a coach, Mm -hmm. and, like, the coach coaches for a high school that like sends division one players to those colleges so then she's like mm-hmm. familiar with the players which is that's crazy cool. yeah that's yeah cool. but I don't know okay actually I was watching I was watching the Stanford versus UConn game or it was either UConn or somewhere else Kentucky Arizona. no the one before that the one that oh, made the them go to the championship no, no no the woman the one that made them go to the championship uh I think it was North Carolina it was North Carolina and literally, like, Stanford had all white people, and North Carolina had black people, and it was, like, <laughs> black versus white. So, like, they were cheering for Stanford, who's, like, all white, and I was, like, mm-hmm. in my in my head, I was cheering for North Carolina, you know, because, you know, power to people of color. Right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, and then when I went to middle school, it's, it felt like there was only 52 of us in the entire, like, middle school class in my entire grade so it was very small and there was nothing to do after school so like joining sports was a way to kill time so I joined basketball and I wasn't that good um 
I was really bad, actually. And I had never played before, so... <laughs> but I joined basketball, and then I joined volleyball. Um, Dang, you were so athletic. Like, no, I was just bored. <laughs> no, no, for real. I was on, like, Team B. You know, like, the team that doesn't actually play. So. <laughs> and then, like, just, like, practices, but, like, you know, like, they're not actually going to make it the games. But then for volleyball, I was a starter. And we actually Dang. won championships, like, all the years I was part of the team, so... Wow, wait, who did you play? Like, did you play other public schools or private schools? No, only private schools. Yeah. My first wait, year, we were... You won, you won amongst private schools? Yeah. Um. No, actually, in my middle school, the coolest kids were the kids that played sports. Mm. Yeah, was it like that in your middle school? I don't think so, but I think the kids who played sports, like, were automatically friends with each other, so it was, like, yeah. solidarity. Like, you, like, had friends, like, immediately, you know? Yeah. Whereas, like, the people who didn't play sports, like, they had, like, formed their group around something else, like, Yu-Gi-Oh cards or something, or, you know, <laughs> just, like, different stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. stuff that, like, yeah. Wow. Okay, my school is definitely, like, the most popular kids who are the ones playing sports, and then since I was friends with Jessica, who is, like, one of the best players, I was, like, automatically cool. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> freeloading. <laughs> so, for my experiences, I didn't play sports because my my parents thought that if I played sports, I'd grow super tall. So, like, if I played basketball, automatically I'd be super tall. And jokes on them because I still became super tall without playing sports. <laughs> and um, they wanted me to do music instead. So, all of my activities were, like, sitting <laughs> like I did piano and I like did art yeah but then my piano teacher told me that um I had really bad <laughs> she told me that I had really bad scoliosis <laughs> <laughs> she said my posture was really bad <laughs> so then she recommended that I try dancing to fix that <laughs> <laughs> yeah so because of my poor posture and like and like sometimes when you're playing piano you kind of have to move your body a little because I was too rigid so that's why she recommended me to try dance and so when I was a kid for like one or two years I did ballet and jazz wow. but then I like I actually really liked it but then the lessons got to become like three weeks per or like three days per week that interrupted my piano class, so I quit dancing. <laughs> yeah, my whole life revolved around piano when I was growing up. Um, and then when I got to middle school, I wanted to play sports because all of my friends did. But then because my piano lessons or like my piano practice <laughs> had to be at four o'clock every day, I had to go home. So I, I couldn't do sports at school. And then when I got to high school, I was like, crap, like I need a sport to look good to colleges. And then at that point, I had no experience in sports. So I joined the easiest one to pick up, which is Dragon Boat, which is like all full of amateurs who never did sports growing up. And so that's what I did in in high school. But the only the sport that I would join if I if I had a, a chance to as a kid would be volleyball, because I actually really like playing that during lunch time during middle school recreationally. And the second one would be swimming. I think I would be a really good swimmer right now. I don't know how to swim, but if I you did don't know how to swim. I don't. No one's taught me. Let's teach each other. Yeah, I just, no, I thought, that's like literally like a part of my identity. Like it's like a trauma. I missed out on. No, we literally went swimming before. 
I know, but I was like only on like the we we were like in like the kitty pool. Side. <laughs> yeah, for real. I think I was. I'm okay. I'm learning. And actually, mm-hmm. let me tell you. Let me tell you. So when I went to Hong Kong, there was a pool, and we went swimming between our friend C and this other guy. And then me and C had a race, even though I didn't know how to swim. And then the guy who the guy who watched us, who was a swimmer, he said I actually had better form than C. Mm-hmm. So you know, I think I think I have the potential if I you're if natural, I were given a chance. Natural. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I guess, yeah, you know, I it was just it would have been too good if I didn't. So <laughs> yeah, you they're lucky. Out of the water. <laughs> yeah, literally out of the water. You know, yeah, I think if I were to do any sports, I wish I had done like ballet or dance or something because yeah. Like, you just can't make that up. Like, you cannot win no. that at all. Like, it's either you're bad or you're good. And you can, like, tell. Because it takes, like, years of, like, dedication and yeah. practice. No, that's the old thing I always wonder. Like, if I had started earlier, would I be better? Or is it really mm-hmm. just, like, a natural thing? Um, I think if we started earlier, you'd be better. Yeah. But then the thing is, I've seen other dancers who started when they're young, and they're still not that great. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm like, maybe it really isn't just, like nurture it's like nature too you know okay i'm just gonna stay here but you know like okay did you do you find it no okay yeah we don't know what that means so if anyone knows <laughs> please explain to us oh. please help us yeah. but i guess okay on this topic of sports we can talk about like our experiences in sports so why don't you start scout you said you played basketball which i had no idea <laughs> yeah i um Growing up as a kid, like, I wasn't enrolled in anything, any formal activities, so I didn't play sports as a kid. Like, I think I played soccer with my dad once in a while, because he played soccer as a kid, or, like, badminton, but it was, like, we would literally go to a sports basement before and, like, buy the equipment and go to the park. Like, it was really (laughs) ratchet. (laughs) Dude, my cat was sneaking up and trying to eat my dress, like, I thought you put it away. I I like put it where she couldn't get it, but then she like. Oh my god. Uh, she probably yeah, thinks it's the flowers. Huh? The flowers. Oh maybe. Whitney. Whitney. Who's that? Oh, she's not good. I thought she was so good. She like flexes so hard. Okay. Yeah, she really flexes hard. But then when I talk to, her, she's like, oh, she's like, she's not that good. So I don't know. I know. Yeah, but I'm like, oh, maybe it's not like because and then they've been in the same classes together since they both started dancing. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, oh, maybe like it really is. Was in like advanced dance, like you know, when there's like in high school when there's like. No, she wasn't. She wasn't. But Jessica no. was right. Jessica and Gina. Yeah, Jessica and Gina were. The thing is, um, okay, there was this moment in in choir where I was trying out for. Um, Senior, senior stamping. What is that co- that one called? Senior cheer. Um, senior, the senior cheerleading team. Whatever. Like they're stomping, and like in front of the whole yeah. choir class, she said she wanted to show everyone her audition. Oh no! Oh, no, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, and then she did. I don't know. She's pretty good, but it's like, wow, she Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. But she didn't make it. Yeah, she didn't. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what it is. Mm. I, maybe she just wasn't loud enough. But I really felt like she had the spirit, you know? Mm. I forget yeah. who, what that was called. I can imagine the outfits. Yeah, me Why too. The black. kind of dumb. 
Me too. Like, why would they have that just for seniors? And it's like, it's like similar to drill. Yeah. Like we had a drill team, a cheer team, we had a song team. Like, what's the point of the song team? <laughs> it's like the <laughs> it's like the girls who didn't make it on the cheerleading team. Yeah, I got that vibe. Okay, so that, that was a flashback to high school. Yeah. Okay. Well, what else can we talk about? So, Scout, did you watch the Olympics growing up? No, I didn't. What? What's wrong with I you? Really watch, I think I only watched, like, the big ones, like, swim. But I was not, like, obsessed, uh, like, watching all of them. Did you? Okay. The I vividly remember watching the 2008 uh, Olympics with my family. Because that was the year it was in Beijing, China. Yeah. And I remember my parents being really, like, patriotic about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Let's see. It was back then when we had a TV. Like, now I don't have a TV, so I, I can't watch sports. But back then when I did have a TV, I watched that, like, every day. Because I was mm-hmm. obsessed with the gymnastics tournaments. Yeah. yeah. Sean, I, I memorized every player's name. Like, that's how much I loved it. Yeah. yeah. And even to this day, like, I follow these players or these gymnasts on my Instagram, and I, like, follow their lives. Like, my favorite gymnast, Sean Johnson, she got married and yeah, had a I kid. Yeah. yeah I recognize all their names yeah 2008 Olympics was also really influential for me because I remember yeah. like my parents and I watching the opening ceremony yeah and, like it being like so grand like yeah it was so crazy <clears throat> so I remember that one I don't think I really watched the London one yeah what came after that I do remember I think I was I think honestly I think I was in China at some point during a Olympics Mm-hmm. and I remember watching diving because I don't know I don't know why but like Chinese people are really great at diving that particular <laughs> section like they have really famous divers interesting yeah right and then um yeah gymnastics the the, the gymnasts who actually make it don't look like they're really enjoying what they're doing like they look like they're being forced to be there actually I watched this YouTube video where they like people would go and scout these young girls and bring them to this like farm basically where they like it's like a hundred girls lined up and they're all doing the same exercise so Mm -hmm. I feel like the girls who make it to the Olympics they're like the best of the best like trained from womb you know (laughs) that's how serious they're like (laughs) yeah yeah for real yeah yeah they're I know that like since especially gymnasts like are have been like sexually exploited like a lot has come out about that so i feel yeah. like i haven't watched a video about like how they're trained and stuff but that definitely allows that's like definitely an environment for that yeah and i i could when the documentary i watch i don't know if this is true or not but when they're scouting these girls i feel like they make them strip and then like they measure their like bone density mm. and how like they kind of project how they'll grow up to be yeah. Which I think about, because it's like, when you're recruiting these girls, like, how do you know? Like, I was, like, a little kid when I was young, and I grew up to be, like, five foot ten, you know? Like, yeah. how would they know how this kid would grow up to be? I-, I was watching, you know Gigi Hadid? Yeah. Her mom, Yolanda Hadid, was also a model, but, like, not super famous. Mm-hmm. But, um, like, definitely, like, enough that she knew about the industry and, like, could guide her Gigi and Bella and so like her mom did a tv show I forget what it's called but it got recommended to me on YouTube and it's like 10 episodes or something mm-hmm. so I just like I just watched it and there's like these their girls are like from like age like 13 to like 16 so they're really young I don't know why they scouted them so young but um 
in the end, spoiler, do you want kind of spoil Yeah, I'm, I'm never going to watch it probably. <laughs> they choose this girl who's 13 and she's like 5'3". And like throughout the entire show, like her height is a problem. Like, oh, like you find your height a problem when you go into model and stuff. And she's like, yeah, but like I'm only 13. So like, and I have good genes. So I think I'll grow. And then in the end, Yolanda chooses her, and she's like, you're going to be a great model, just please grow. Because I think to walk on the runway, you need to be, like, five, at least 5'8 five, or 5'9. Wow. Um, yeah. And then I, like, found the girl who won, like, her YouTube channel today, and she's not 5'10". She's, like, 5'5 five, five or something. <gasps> and I think, like, she doesn't, like... Model anymore? Yeah, she, yeah, she doesn't model, like professionally anymore but I also wonder because like a lot of models start really young yeah and I guess like it's so scary because like it's your genetics can take you one way like a really lucrative runway model like yeah. famous celebrity path yeah. or like one where you're just like shooting for like JC Penny or something <laughs> like, <laughs> it's, like just your face yeah like, that, it feels like that like that's how like they were dividing it on the show and I was like oh shit like, that's a pretty big distinction mm-hmm. Yeah, actually, when you were talking about that, like, projecting how much they'll grow, um, I've heard that there's K-pop idols who, like, whose parents, like, wanting them to become K-pop idols and, like, taller, they would inject mm-hmm. growth hormones into them. And, like, learning some physiology, I think that's totally possible. Because it's, like, your greater height is honestly determined by hormones. So if you mm-hmm. inject some, like, extra growth hormones, you can, like, grow taller. But what if you, like, grow other stuff? Like, like huge boobs or something. (laughs) I mean, good for them. um, (laughs) Let's see. I don't know. But isn't that interesting? Like, I didn't think that was possible. But That's also interesting to me because, like, maybe it's, like, having Asian parents, but I feel like they don't encourage the arts. So it, like, kind of surprises me that there are parents that want their kids to be idols. Like, I feel like most most idols are like oh my parents like weren't sure about me doing this or like I had to fight my parents on this but like yeah. I guess, like, there's like some parents who are like you need to be like the next G-min <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think also maybe it's just like there's parents like that in the U.S. too and then there's also mm-hmm. parents who like push their kids to be child actors so yeah. I feel like it like the probably her parents were those that wanted her child to be like a child actor so really oh my god they're exploiting their child i think that's that's illegal (laughs) yeah i know so crazy yeah but i was gonna say you know um i don't know if this is true or not but this is what my friend told me but you know yao mi the basketball player from china yeah you know he has a daughter right and his daughter is like 10 yeah i've heard that his her 10 year old daughter is five seven (laughs) <laughs> you know are you kidding no i don't know i tried someone told me that and i was like i believed it i was like okay that makes sense because yami is like seven feet and his wife is like six <laughs> foot five <She's> ten <laughs> yeah but his wife is six foot five yeah Wait, how tall is he he's like seven foot six or something yeah no yeah so I was like okay I kind of believe it and I don't know if it's true or not if his daughter is really 5'7 but doesn't it sound pretty believable (laughs) yeah I'm just scared I'm like 5'3 she could just like hulk slam me (laughs) a 10 year old her like trying to like like dance with boys at school like you know those boys are hella short (laughs) yeah no actually okay when I went to Macau for Dragon Boat 
there was like a team of Chinese women um, that like made a team and they were all my height or taller. So I feel like really? there are like like certain groups of people in in China that just like have taller people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that Korean people are really tall. What? I feel like they're really short. Really? I feel like the average Korean is like pretty tall. Really? Yeah, up. you look at them because I feel like when I look at those variety shows and stuff, like all everyone's like five two and under. <laughs> <laughs> Average Korean male height. Yeah, I feel like I'm gonna say five seven. Okay, how about the average Chinese male height? Five four. <laughs> how tall are you? Average Chinese male okay. height. How tall am I? Uh, yeah, I thought you were like five four or five five at least. I'm like five three and a half. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, Nikki's shorter than me though. Okay. Yeah. Or oh, and is shorter than me. Let the record show. <laughs> China, the average male is five seven and a half. Pretty good. Real for average male, that's pretty. Okay. Okay. What about America? Let me <laughs> let me help you look it up. Yeah, I'm trying to find average. Average male height. Average male height in five eight and a half. Wow, that's way taller than China. Only like an inch. I thought it'd be more. I thought the average Chinese man would be like five four two. <laughs> okay, guess how tall the average American man is. Five nine. You nailed it. It is five nine. Oh really? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I wonder. Okay, I think that's so tall. I think Switzerland has really tall people. Oh yeah, for sure. Switzerland like sticks up in there. <laughs> yeah, because they have so much room to grow. Yeah. Okay, here it is. They're also five nine. Really? Uh-huh. Oh no, no, here, no, it's not Switzerland. I'm talking about. It's Sweden, maybe. In Sweden, it's five ten. Maybe I should go That's find funny. one of one of those people to be my boyfriend. <laughs> <laughs> five ten, and the women are five six. That's like one of the tallest averages in the world. Yeah, that's tall. yeah, that's re- like for an average, that's really tall. Yeah. Interesting. Thing, right okay next topic <laughs> sports um, sports um do you have any like crazy sports fans in your life oh okay good question i would say no yeah <laughs> <laughs> Okay, okay, let let me elaborate. So, I have friends who played sports growing up, like my friend Jessica, but she stopped. My husband, let me wait until it gets quieter and I'll start over. Okay, 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 okay. Okay, wait, hold on, one more time. (laughs) My dad is teaching my mom how to make something. Ah, dang it. Okay. Okay, here we go. So, Noah, I don't, but I have friends who, like, grew up playing sports, like Jessica's parents. Her dad played basketball and her mom played softball, so, like, their family was always just really good at playing sports. And then her sister wants to be a basketball player. <laughs> well, I can't hear Hello? you. Hello? 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 Say it again. 
Her sister wants to be a yeah. basketball coach. Wait, hold on, hold on. Let me let me just like tell them <laughs> to stop talking really quickly. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Do you hear what's going on? Do you hear it? Not really. I can hear like murmuring, but I can't. Okay. okay. Sometimes, like, I'm in class and like my teacher's asking me something and my dad's talking and it just like disrupts my train of thought. So then I just like, like, okay, let me say it again. So I don't have. I don't have people who are crazy about sports in my life, but I do have a friend who, like, her whole family played sports, and she grew up playing sports, and then I didn't know this, because she's, she used to be, like, the best player in school, and, like, she gives me, like, a really stable player vibe, but then she told me, like, oh, she used to be really nervous about, like, basketball, and, like, I thought that was, her like, her main sport, but she said, no, like, her favorite sport is actually softball, and I asked her why, and she like, oh, because I felt a lot of pressure playing basketball, because everyone, like, kind of counted on mm-hmm. her for that, um, mm-hmm. but then her whole family is, like, really into basketball. Her sister is actually trying to become a coach for college basketball, um, and she's pursuing, like, a master's degree in that right now, which is really cool. I didn't even know that you could do that, <laughs> but yeah, that is the extent to sports that I am affiliated with <laughs> what about you yeah um growing up my dad was is was a big fan like I remember he used to bet on football teams like he would like, like actually yeah 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 he would actually and I don't know how he got into it um but I think it's pretty cool because like I feel like among guys sports is like a pretty universal language yeah. So, like, it's just, like, an easy conversation. Like, my dad doesn't really have friends, but between, like, like, I was thinking, like, if my dad ever had to meet my boyfriend's dad, then they could at least talk about sports. Yeah. Like, there's, like, a baseline. I was thinking about the other day. Um, But, yeah, so my dad was has always been pretty into sports until, and he would watch, like, basically everything, like, football, basketball, not really baseball, actually, but soccer, he would. Um. And until, like, maybe, like, three or four years ago, he stopped watching it as much because, number one, like, our cable got really expensive. So yeah, like, me too. And then, number two, I think, like, he just, like, started to, like, care more about, like, politics. Like, other stuff, like, was more interesting to him. Um, but recently, we've been watching sports again. And he, like, still gets, like, super hyped. Like, my mom always makes a joke that, like, whenever he sits down to watch sports, like, his butt is glued to the seat and like she'll like be screaming his name to like come eat or like come help her or something and like he can't hear like when he's on the couch like he's just focused um so yeah my dad's always been really into sports and I think when I would hang out with him I would watch sports Mm -hmm. with him so that's like kind of how I know like some baseline knowledge um but besides my dad um I guess I guess my boyfriend watches a lot of sports too he played basketball growing up and a little bit of baseball but I don't talk to him about sports and like if he tries to talk to me about sports then I just like reject it so yeah I feel like I'm not overwhelmed by <laughs> yeah I um my parents don't really watch sports just because I don't know I feel like well did your dad have a lot of background in basketball when he like came here 
No, he played soccer. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, see, like, I feel like foreign people are more into soccer than, like, the sports here, you know? <laughs> like, I, yeah, I, I, like, how do you understand football by just, like, watching it? Like, what, yeah. what's going on? Yeah. Um, and so then, cool. yeah. Well, that's interesting. How do you... I think basketball is easy to pick up, like oh, you yeah. were saying, because, like, there's just one obvious goal. Like, it's so exciting. Like, just, like, back and forth and back and forth and, like, eat, like, nail-biting yeah. at times. Like, but unlike football, where it's, like, what <laughs> You know, it's such, like, a – it's, like, fast-paced, and it's so obvious what they're doing. I saw this joke by Trevor Noah that was, like um, – and then watching this, it's true. Like, they analyze everything. They know, like, every detail. Like, how do you know that this is the first shot that's been taken since, like, 2019 that's, like, from a left-hand hook, you know, like that? They know yeah. literally yeah. everything. And then they, like, analyze everything to the detail. So, like, when I was watching um, yeah. <laughs> I was watching the game, like, any, like, foul, they had to, like, fact-check it. And, like, in the last 20 seconds or whatever, if, like, a thing is called by the referee, they have to check the frame frame by frame. Yeah, Favorite to know thing, if yeah. it actually happened, if they were accurate. And I think, like, politics, and they really just don't even care if they're, like, steering lives. Yeah. So, that's so yeah, true. Th- so that's the way the priorities are in this country. Um, yeah. <laughs> also, another thing, another <laughs> thing is, um, we made it on TV. Yeah. <laughs> because like nowadays I saw yeah. oh, actually on Twitter I saw that in Texas they are they have like full stadium full of people for a baseball game yeah isn't mm. that crazy and even like the games that we watched on TV okay. on uh, this weekend there was like still people going to watch the games and stuff yeah I wonder how they do how they like got to go That's I heard it's so like probably cool. just family members yeah mm. yeah isn't that like yeah, we're really risking it for sports and then and then I saw another tweet on Twitter that was like um, like all the arts are halted but like sports can still go on mm. so like it's kind of unfair mm-hmm. yeah it's like not fair yeah um, my dad was well I was thinking about it like if you're playing college level basketball like you're not at the NBA yeah. level or whatever like where you're gonna because my dad was saying, like, most of the players will not go on to, like, go to the NBA. Like, most of them, if they want to keep playing basketball, will, like, play internationally. Like, in China yeah. or in Europe, there's a lot of, like, smaller teams because, like, they're just not good enough for the U.S. teams. Yeah. Um, but he was saying – but I was thinking, like, if you're playing college basketball, you have to be, like, at the – like, so already, like, some of the best players in the world. So it makes sense, like, their parents – are like so excited about sports because I feel like if your parents were against it then like you would not have gone that far because like you really like literally ditching school to like work out like every single day and like the society says like oh yeah that's fine yeah that and no that's really crazy to me because I was talking to Jessica about this and I because I didn't know any of this I was like are they paid to do this because they're literally balancing school sports and they're not getting paid. Like, the most they're getting is, like, a full full ride to that college. And so, um, yeah. imagine, like, if you just don't make it. Like, if you don't make it to the MBA, then, like, you just fall back on, like, whatever degree that you have. And so, I was asking her. Yeah. Which you didn't even really go yeah, to Yeah, exactly. For. And then I asked her, like, hey, like, is, Har- is, is Harvard team, 
is Harvard's team good? And she's like, no, not really. But you get like a good education. Yeah. And it's like, I'd rather go to like a shitty yeah. team, with, but a good school than like yeah. a, like a, like would you go to Kentucky for basketball? Because they're really good. Or like North, North Carolina. Yeah, no, exactly. Oh, no. But yeah. But I, I hear like for the Ivies, um, I don't know if it's for all of them, but the at like for UCLA they recruit like specifically for the athletes. Mm. So like if you like have like a two point zero high school GPA or so I don't know yeah. how low they'll go. But like they'll make a lot of exceptions for their athletes because they wanna build up a good yeah. sports program and like be competitive. Like that's a priority for them. But like for Ivies, including I think especially Harvard like the athletes have to get in first like they have to meet the requirements of their admissions Um, or else like they they won't take them yeah so there's like a yeah but that's why they suck Um, (laughs) you know like how do you expect people to be good at everything you just can't um but I heard like for Stanford they do you need to have like a baseline grade to get into that school yeah but I would, yeah, I don't know about that. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. And then, so, I don't know if there's a lot of sports. Have you, okay, watching TV, have you ever seen any of those athletes in your classes? And stuff like that. I was, oh, my God. I was, like, talking to my dad about this because he was, like, like have you, like, seen these yeah. people? I don't think so because I don't think they go to class. Like, <laughs> I don't think, like, I've seen, I mean, I think I've seen, like, some type of, you know how they wear, like, yeah. athletic backpacks? Like, there are special backpacks that yeah. athletes wear, um, or, like, people on the sports teams wear. And, like, I've seen, like, a bunch from of people of those backpacks for, like, marching. <laughs> yeah. Stuff, but, like, never, like, basketball. Because it also says, like, yeah. the sports or, like, what thing they're a part of, and then, like, their last name usually. So, I don't think I've ever, like, seen a basketball person. Maybe they're in my lecture but they don't, I've never seen one of my yeah. discussions. Honestly, when I saw the players on, on TV, I was like, oh, they look really familiar. And it's because, like, they, they litter all of their basketball picks around campus. So that's why I feel like I've seen them before. Yeah. I've seen them before, but I haven't. And, but I went the, about the backpacks, I always try to look at what, what team they're on. And one time I found, like, an equestrian team. So I didn't know this, but UCLA has, like, horse riding as a team. That is pretty cool. Um, but... No, there was an equestrian in our um in our Really? Class. How do you know? Wait, what? Maybe you maybe you weren't there, but like one time, like you know how our professor would like start class early and like talk oh, to people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one time like he was talking to this one girl and like she's an equestrian. Oh, okay, I was so, there. Like, like they were just talking yeah. about Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But I didn't know that you still had a team either. Like that's Yeah, so no, obscure. like they give they give backpacks to like anyone now. There's like one for esports. <laughs> you know wait um i you know we have friends you know a and j guys which are guys j okay there's his roommate okay yeah no remember how like when we were in our second year how they were in sprawl whatever i forget yeah what sprawl cove whatever and their roommate yeah yeah, guy, yeah 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 you remember him the, you know he bought a backpack like an athlete backpack. why 
how do you know? I don't know. But like, it didn't have like an engraving or his name or anything because he's not an athlete. But like, apparently, you can buy that style of backpack. And like, you that is that so sad. It's like that's like wannabe so hard. <laughs> oh my gosh, dude, he's that's rich. So what the heck? Yeah, yeah definitely. Rich, yeah. But also, another thing I was thinking of is um about sports. It's crazy because those people go to school to play sports and to practice sports. Like that is their sole, like goal in school and we were I was watching a k-drama recently about sports and it's called weightlifting fair Kim Bok-ju and in like that drama now I finished I watched it like twice but I rewatched it um recently and I finished rewatching it but in that drama it's set in like a college like um that is only for sports and I was thinking like is that true and apparently it is like in Asia they have colleges just for sports and I was like that's like there's nothing like that in America but then and I think about it like every college has a division just for sports you know so that's probably how they live like they just train every day wow yeah like if you think about it um UCLA's basketball team has, like, been playing through finals week and then the start of another quarter. So, like, they are, like, not Definitely going to not. Though. Like, I don't know yeah. what's happening. But, like, because I'm sure, like, the coaches expect you to be practicing, like, at least 40 hours a week. So, like, how are you going to work on a group No, project, you're definitely you know? not. <laughs> like, but um, what was I going to yeah. say? One of my friends, or the, I was watching the game with Jessica and her family, and her sister asked me, like, oh, like, or someone asked me, like, uh, um, do you have any classes with these athletes? And then and then her sister was like, yeah, like, they're probably not her major. <laughs> like, they're probably all, like, <laughs> we don't, I don't think they are. That would be impossible. Like, I, we have some, like, volleyball players who are athletes in, in my major, but, like, basketball is like they're in, like, ethnomusicology or something <laughs> wait actually when I took ethnomusicology I did see a lot of athletes yeah <laughs> oh my gosh yeah oh my god um I thought like there's a I don't know yeah. if they're basketball players but I thought a lot of athletes go into your major because they want to do PT or like sports yeah medicine. but they're not like basketball players I feel like basketball players are all trying to go to NBA yeah. mine were like volleyball or like ice skating mm-hmm. yeah Not exactly yeah sports medicine yeah. oh also okay another thing about like classes like my electives for my major fell so quickly and I didn't realize why until I thought about it it's probably because all of those students are either regents regent scholars or sportsmen yeah. they get priority too because they follow the athletes yeah. or like they're athletes yeah. themselves yeah, I was, yeah, I, I don't yeah. really thought about your major, like, that was my assumption about, like, yeah, so last quarter, I ran, oh, go um, ahead, my dad, my dad told me, you know, Russell no. Westbrook, he's an <laughs> NBA basketball player, oh, really? at UCLA, and he said, like, the coaches, like, would help the players, like, get their homework done, like, get someone else to do it, I like, totally believe it, stuff. like, he straight up said that, really, yeah, I totally believe it because like it That's takes so like annoying. a week to write an essay so like how do they do it yeah, but... I oh I was gonna say that because I couldn't get any elective last quarter I took a like a my major's elective on bird sounds mm-hmm. like the physiology of bird sounds <laughs> oh my gosh um I don't want anything <laughs> 
Yeah, and that class was like one of the messiest classes I've taken at UCLA. Like I told you, right? Like one of my professors forgot he had class one week. The other, um, like he did class and forgot to let the students on the Zoom. And then for my final, yeah, he like sent it out late, which happened in two of my classes. But yeah. that was a mess, a mess. Lovely. Lovely. All right. Is that the end of our conversation on sports? <laughs> okay i I think i think we maxed out on our our limited knowledge (laughs) all right (laughs) all right thanks for tuning in i hope you had a good study break see you next time okay and what is it what did we say bye oh okay let's get back to studying